Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the IoT Explained series on the IoT for All podcast. And I'm your host, Ryan Chacon, the editor-in-chief of IoT for All. And on this episode, we're going to talk about how does an entire IoT system work? Now, for those of you who are new to this IoT Explained series, this is where we take common phrases, topics, and questions from the IoT world and break them down into something more simple to help us all understand them better. All right, so an IoT system or a complete IoT system, integrates four distinct components, sensors and devices, connectivity, data processing, and a user interface. Now, when it comes to sensors and devices, sensors and devices collect data from their environment. This could be as simple as a temperature reading or as complex as a full video feed. I use sensors and devices in quotes because multiple sensors can be bundled together or sensors can be part of a device that does more than just sense things. For example, your phone is a device that has multiple sensors, camera, accelerometer, GPS, etc., but your phone phone is not just a sensor. However, whether it's a standalone sensor or a full device, in this first step, data is being collected from the environment by something. Now, the second part is connectivity. So data is then sent after it's collected by those sensors or devices, and it's sent to the cloud, but it needs somehow or some way, I guess, to get there, right? Now, the sensor and devices can be connected to the cloud by a variety of different methods, including cellular, satellite, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, low-power wide area networks, LPWAN, which we talked about before, or connecting directly to the internet via an ethernet cable. Now, each option has its trade-offs between power consumption, range, and bandwidth, and choosing which connectivity option is best comes down to the specific IoT application, but they all accomplish the same task, which is getting the data up to the cloud. Now, the third part is data processing. Once the data gets to the cloud, software performs some kind of processing on it. This could be very simple, such as checking that the temperature reading is within an acceptable range, or it could be more complex, such as using a computer vision on video to identify objects such as intruders in your house. But what happens when the temperature is too high, or if there is an intruder in your house? This is where the user has to come into it. Okay, so now let's get to the fourth part, which is the user interface. Now the information is made useful by the end user in some way. This could be via an alert to the user via you know, email, text, notifications, etc. For example, a text alert can be temperature is too high in the company's cold storage unit. Also, a user might have an interface that allows them to proactively check into the system. For example, a user might want to check video feeds in their house via a phone app or a web browser. However, it's not always a one-way street. Depending on the IoT application, the user may also be able to perform an action that affects the system. For example, the user might remotely adjust the temperature in the cold storage via an app on their phone. Some actions are performed automatically. Rather than waiting for you to adjust the temperature, the system could do it automatically via predefined rules. And rather than just call you to alert you that there's an intruder in your house, the IoT system could automatically notify relevant authorities. So to sum this all up, to sum up how an IoT system actually works, an IoT system consists of sensors and devices which talk to the cloud through some kind of connectivity. Once the data gets to the cloud, software processes it and then might decide to perform an action, such as sending an alert, or automatically adjusting the sensor slash devices without the need of a user. But if the user input is needed, or if the user simply wants to check in on the system, a user interface allows them to do that. Any adjustments or actions that the user makes are then sent to the op- or, sorry, are sent in the opposite direction through the system. So from the user interface to the cloud, back to the sensor devices to make some kind of change. So hopefully by now you have a pretty good idea of how an IoT system actually is put together from a very, very, very high level. Now I do promise that in further episodes we will kind of dive more into how IoT systems are put together, the different proponents of them, and so forth. 
but this episode was was merely um, intended to just kind of give you a very basic high level of how an IoT system is put together. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you were able to listen to some of other episodes. And I really thank you for listening to our IoT Explained series on the IoT for All podcast. Um, like I said, I really hope you found it valuable. If there are other common topics, phrases, or questions that you want covered, just let us know, either in the comments, via email, or tweet us at IoT for All. And we really appreciate your time. We're working very, very hard to put together as much valuable content as we can for everyone out there listening. My only request is that if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating or review. It helps others find it and let us know that you're a fan. Cheers.